There's a battle taking place in the atmosphere. Amen? I said there's a battle taking place. Last week we talked about that. Sometimes we go throughout the life and we don't believe there's a devil or we don't believe that, that there's fallen angels. But Jesus spoke about it. He made it clear. The Bible makes it clear. There is a darkness. So there is a battle taking place. There's a battle of your mind. There's a battle of your heart. There's a battle for relationship, position. The Bible says, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall, what? Set you free. I want to see what God has for me. Amen? I remember eating just top ramen. I'm not saying it's not, it's not good because some, you know, cup of noodle. I remember those days, but that was a season. I don't want to stay in just that season. I want to see something great in my family. I want to see my grandchildren blessed. I want to see my children blessed. I want to see my friends blessed. I want to see, I even want to see my enemies blessed. You must be saved. So there's a battle taking place, amen? There's a battle between light and darkness. Someone say light and darkness. Good and evil. There's a battle between the spirit and the flesh. There's a battle between angels and demons. There's a battle of Michael, the archangel, and Satan himself. But I'm here to declare to you before the church of the United States of America, there is no battle between God and the devil. There's no competition. Oh, you missed that. God ain't afraid of the devil. In fact, the, de the, de the Bible says demons believe and they tremble at his name. Amen? So if, if our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, right? We know that. That's the Father. If he's greater than the devil, then why are we so afraid? Why are we allowing him to take our lunch money? Like a big bully. Who likes bullies? Who's anti-bully? Who's anti-darkness? Come on. Who's See, listen, you're on the right track. There is a lot of battles taking place. There's a, there's a supernatural battle taking place. Amen? Turn your Bibles to Ephesians real quick. Father, in the name of Jesus, speak to us. Teach us. Help us. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. We do not contend. We do not battle. We do not fight. We do not grapple with flesh and blood. My battle is not the one that physically wants to kill me. My battle is the one that wants to take me to hell. My battle is not in the physical. My battle is not with, you know, my, you know, with this person or that person or th that people or, or, you know, this surrounding. My battle is not with that. Even the battle is not even with myself. It's a spiritual battle. Amen? It's a spiritual battle. And, and once we learn how to fight, we're going to be that much stronger. Amen? Anybody saying, man, why didn't somebody tell me about this? I'm telling you now. This is the way we do things. This is the way, how do you contend with these things? So we don't wrestle against what? We don't wrestle against what? Flesh and blood. 
You ever notice that? Like sometimes like, like there's something going on that you want to hurt somebody? Has that ever happened to you? I'm going to talk to some real people. You ever had something that somebody did something or, or said something about your kids or something in your family or something and you're like, your eyebrow went up and you know, you're like, anybody over here? Real people over here? Okay. Every day. Father, we pray for special prayers upon him. What about this? Over here, in the men's home, you, got, you guys all sing, get along, sing kubaya, and just get, it's all, no? Nobody gets on your nerves? Any, you never want to cause any physical violence? You're all just all spiritual filled and speaking in tongues and working, like the seven dwarfs, right? Whistle, whistle while you work. Anybody here? No? The reality is, Sometimes things irritate us. Something, sometimes things get in the way. Sometimes we want to hurt somebody, and maybe physically we can't, but we think it. Where do you think that comes from? It's not, we don't wrestle, we don't fight against flesh and blood. We, but against what? Number one, principalities. Now, where do these principalities come from? Well, I'm going to go to a different scripture and then come back to this one. Let's go. Revelation. And a war broke out in heaven. Some say a war broke out in heaven. Now listen to this. Michael. Someone say Michael. Not Jesus. But Michael. Revelation chapter 12. Beginning with verse 9. Verse 7 I'm saying. Revelation 12 verse 7. A war broke out in heaven. Do you remember when a fight broke out? <laughs> He's here. George, right? There's George. Remember a fight broke out? When Hendrick? Never mind. It's an inside thing. You remember, right, George? But a war broke out. Someone say, in heaven. Michael. The archangel. And his angels fought with the dragon. And the dragon... And his angels fought. But they did not prevail, nor was a place found for them in heaven any longer. So the great dragon was cast out, that serpent of old, remember the garden, called the devil and Satan, who deceased the whole world. Not just some people, but the whole world. He was cast to the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. So this is where you get your principalities, powers, mights, dominion, and all these things. But, but the battle that took place in, in, in heaven was not with God. God is too powerful. He could crush them at any time. But God allowed it to take place. And it's interesting, there's nothing like to see somebody fight for you, amen? It's interesting, when, when, some, when some are rebelling, some choose to fight. When some go against God, some choose to stand for God. It, it does something to you to know that you have somebody that's going to fight for you. Come on, somebody. You know what I'm talking about, right? Like I said, man, some of you, some of you are half asleep. It's something when you, when you got something that's going to back you up. Come on, that's, I'll say that. 
is going to ride with you, is going to, you know, come on. It makes you feel good. Like, you know what? I can do this. If this person is willing to die for me, then I'm willing to fight. There's nothing worse than having a man run behind his wife during a battle. Protect me. It happens all the time. There's not, there's not, listen, it, it, it keeps you safe knowing that, hey, daddy's home, right? You, you know, you hear that when you're sleeping, you hear that noise? You don't wake your wife up, hey, go check it out. Here's a flashlight. Let me know if you need something. No, no, no. Some, there's, you, you, there's a safe place. Come on, somebody. There's a safe place. You feel like, okay, okay. And, and, and there's a war that's taking place in the supernatural that you can't see. The battle. The, the enemy comes to still kill and destroy. The, the principalities, there's a principality probably over every, I would say, city or even county. Amen? You notice that we have a different kind of spirit in, over this Orange County than L.A.? Anybody from L.A.? I won't hold it against you. Where are you from? Compton? City of Compton. She's from Compton. I can guarantee you there's a principality over that city. There's some crazy stuff that takes place there, right? Can we just be honest? Anybody else live in Compton? David, is there some crazy stuff take place there? And that's, that's a special principality over that city. Amen? They're in charge of the other ones. It's, it's like rankings. So sometimes when we go through stuff, right away we go, the devil, the devil don't have time for us. The devil himself has no time for us. We're not doing enough. We're not shaking up enough dust that the devil's going to mess with us. Amen? It's probably a demon, a small one. And is, is, is the more you get closer to God, then guess what? The attacks become stronger. We say higher the level, the bigger the what? So you got principalities over most of the counties and the cities. I mean, there's one over Las Vegas. Can somebody say amen? There's one over Hollywood. Can somebody say amen? There's one over Anaheim. And you know what the crazy thing is? He hates this church. I'll say it again. He hates this church. He didn't hate this church two years ago when you weren't doing nothing. Or when we, I put myself in that, when we weren't doing nothing, he didn't hate us too much. There wasn't too much conflict. There wasn't not too much thing. It was just like people going and people doing their own thing and this person left and this, 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 and this. And nobody is really doing anything about it. But when we get to pray and we begin to fight and we begin to, come on somebody, when we begin to get this church into organization and we start doing the men's home. We start shaking up some stuff. The enemy was angry. Now, guess what? He's going to come our way. Since he's going to come our way, I might as well tell you, guess what? He's coming. Ready or not, here he comes. But you got a God that's greater than him. I said, you got a God that's greater than him. And so that war took place. They did not prevail. If they didn't prevail in heaven, they're not going to prevail on earth either. This is why Jesus Christ came down and he was tempted by Satan in the physical. Someone say, in the physical. And there was a battle maybe for uh, 40 days. 
a battle, but there was not a, 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 a fight battle. It was more of a spiritual battle between Satan and, and Jesus. But let me tell you something. At any time, Jesus could have destroyed him. The reason why he didn't, he humbled himself, even to the point of death, the death of the cross. And this is why God gave him the name which is above every name, that every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is the Lord. The battle was only just to prove that man, hey, if Jesus can do it, you can do it, because you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Where Adam and Eve failed, we can succeed because of the Holy Spirit and because of what Jesus did. Amen? So go back to Ephesians. Principalities against powers. Now powers. Powers to what? Now we know that there's spiritual warfare taking place. Amen? Somebody say amen. There's a spiritual warfare taking place. I guarantee you, if you could see it, you would run out of here. Thank God he doesn't let us see what's really taking place. Some of you watching TV, you see one of those commercials, you run out the door. So he's not letting you see these powers. He's not letting you see these things, but they're there. There's a warfare taking place, and your greatest weapon is on your knees. I said your greatest weapon on your knees. Not surrendering to the enemy, but giving God glory. Not surrendering saying, please leave me alone in the name of Jesus Christ. Come on. And the word works. The truth will set you free. The enemy has to submit to the word. He knows it. He has to submit to the word. Because in the beginning was the word. And the word is what? With God. And the word became. And the word dwelt among us. And we beheld the glory of the only begotten. And so guess what? There's power in the word. There's power in the Holy Spirit. And not only that, he doesn't leave us naked. He surrounds us. And we're going to get into that probably next week. He gives us equipment to fight. But the greatest equipment that you have is right here. It's not throwing in a towel. It's, it's surrendering to Christ and say, you know what, God? I know I'm going to get through this. This light affliction is just for a moment. It's working for something far more exceedingly weight of glory. Amen? So he sends these enemy, these, these powers to some, some of the, th the reason these powers are to do, they're here to possess. Now, I'm going to say this. I'm going to make it clear. You can write it down, highlight it, uh, do whatever you want. A true born-again Christian can never be possessed. A write it down. A true born-again, purchased by the blood, Christian could never be possessed. He wants to take possession of you. And so he possesses people who do not know Jesus. Have you ever been around somebody say, you know what, there's something not right with that guy? Anybody? Anybody ever meet somebody who say, there's something just not right? He, he's, there's something in him that's not. Anybody ever see those kind of people? You trip out a little bit, right? You're like, uh-uh. In fact, sometimes their face begins to manifest. That's just a manifestation of someone being possessed who choose to be possessed. It's just a manifestation. Because if you ask them, hey, do you want, you, want the, you want Jesus to heal you? They're like, no. Do you want to renounce to these things so you can? No. They choose to be possessed because possession, they have, listen, they have power. 
Possessed people have power. It's not their power, and it's not for their own good. It's to destroy them, but it's still power. And so when the enemy tries to come and harass the non-believer and he possesses them, he, that means they allow him, just like we allow Jesus to come into our heart. Hello, I'm talking to you. We came and said, Jesus, come into my heart. I want to make you Lord. I want to be born again. Amen. We, what? We allowed the spirit to come into us. Majority of people who are possessed did some type of worship to the devil or practiced some occult or did things that, hey, you know what? They got themselves involved with some type of stuff. And they allow the enemy to possess them. But some, guess what? The enemy just possessed them and called them out and tried to use them for their vessel. But as born-again believers, let me tell you something. I never forget when all of a sudden they go, oh, my God, this person's a Christian. I can't believe they're possessed. Listen, that's not true. Can't happen. Light and darkness don't mix. You can't have, you know, Holy, Holy Spirit's not going to live the same place as, as Diablo. It's not going to work that way. Amen? So, number one, is spiritual warfare taking place? Number two, the enemy comes to possess, to take possession, to take ownership, to destroy, to use you and abuse you and cause you to do things that you don't want to do. But the enemy is real. And as much as you think it's not real, it is real. And guess what? If you continue to think that it's not, and all of a sudden you get connected with someone that is possessed... That's why it says, do not be unevenly yoked. Singles, do not be unevenly yoked. Singles, where you at? You got three singles here? I'm going to start talking about marriage then. Singles, raise your hand. Where you at? Do not be unevenly yoked. If you're going to date somebody, they better be, love God more than you. And they better have fruits. I'm not talking about one grape. I've been serving God a whole month. Let's date. Do not be unevenly yoked. That is the problem that takes down kingdoms, right? Everybody heard the story of the she-devil, Jezebel? Because he refused to listen to reason and to counsel from God. Possessed people want to destroy you. This is why the Bible says do not hang out with them or partake with them. Pray for them, but leave them alone. Definitely don't go underneath their house. You don't know what's in that house and what spirit. And they can, listen, they can't possess you, but they can harass you. They can enter you, but guess what? They can hang out by your pocket and follow you. They can go with you. They can, they can mess with you. It isn't not, it's not like, hey, because you're not possessed and you're born again, that guess what? You don't have to worry about that. No. Just ask, just ask uh, Paul. A thorn was given. And that's the other thing which he does, the enemy does. He comes and brings sickness. He's the inventor of cancer. How many people lost a loved one through cancer? Raise your hand. Raise your hand. What if you knew a cure that could hit, 
heal him. Wouldn't you say, man, I would love to have a cure because so-and-so would still be alive today, right? Right? Anybody? Anybody? Or what about depression, anxiety? Think about the people that committed suicide that, that you loved. And we had few people that I loved that committed suicide. And I'm like, I can't believe it. But think about, I want you to think about who caused that. Who, who, who made somebody feel so low and despair and, and, and so without hope that caused these things? Uh, it, don't you wish you could have grabbed them and said, please don't do that because there's something special for you? Anybody? He brings sickness. He brings depression. He messes with the mind. He messes with the mind. Mental in- impairment. He, he messes with it. Most of the stuff that we think is really not there. You ever heard that, so- that, that, that saying, my mind is playing tricks on me? Anybody ever, you, you ever feel like, man, something's going on. My mind is playing tricks. It's making me feel something that's not there. Right? It's making me feel something or sense something, and, and, I'm not, and now I'm getting angry, and I feel sick. And, and you know what? There's some sicknesses that are not even there. It's right here. He's the inventor of drugs. And he knows how to push them. And he calls them something else, but America calls them legal. There's a lot of things that are natural that are not good for you. Hello. Well, it's just a natural thing. There's a lot of natural things that are not good for you. If something's going to cause you to think to alter your behavior... It's a spirit. I said, if something's going to alter your behavior, it's a spirit. What do they call alcohol? They call them spirits. You want some spirits? Yeah, give me some. Now, I know what you're thinking. Well, Pastor, didn't Jesus drink wine? Listen, Jesus drank wine, but he, he didn't get drunk. Now, there's people who got drunk like Noah, and it backfired on him. Things happen when you're drunk. Come on, something. Something happened to Noah when he was drunk. Women, something happened when they were drunk. Come on. Some men, you did things that when you were, come on. Let's just be real. Where, where do you think it comes from? What do you think's behind it? The inventor of these things. Who, da- who told David to go out in the balcony? At that time, when he should have been at war. And you know what? It cost him his family. I mean, how many times have we done stuff that we're so ashamed of and we're like, I can't believe I did this. You didn't do it alone. There was some help from some friends of the devil. And yet, I want you to think about the good times you have. When you're breaking bread with your family and you're laughing, or you, or you see your children play sports, or, or you see something, and, or Christmas, when you see your kids smiling, and, and you see your family together, and all the beautiful things, when you go to the park, you go for rides, or, or you understand, it's not all bad. The good, every good gift and every perfect gift comes from above. Now, I say all that to say this. 
if we know this, that the enemy created cancer, which took out my mother and several other people that I love, and we know that the enemy did this, and we know that the enemy did that, how dare us hang out with him? How dare us be friends? The Bible says a friend to the world is an enemy to God. A friend with Satan is an enemy to God. And if we choose, if we choose to be a friend of God, then we must stay in the light. God is light, and in him is no darkness at all. And if we say we are Christians and we are born again and we walk in the light, but yet we, practice, we go in the dark, we practice a lie. So you're saying here, saying, Pastor, so how, how are we going to do this? I, I, I'm starting to see what's really taking place. We don't wrestle against flesh and blood. This is not a physical battle. This is a spiritual battle. I'm going to tell you something straight out. The more you're connected with Jesus Christ, the more you'll overcome the enemy. We are, we are overcomers. We have overcome a lot of things in the physical, amen? Amen? Have you overcome a lot of things in the physical? Let me tell you something. You know why we overcome things in the physical? Because it's by the grace of God, there go I. It's by God's mercy I'm not consumed. Everything, the reason why we're still alive today and breathing today and other people that we love are not around is because God has mercy on us and he's given us grace. Let me ask you guys a quick question. Is there power in the name of Joaquin? No? Some of you are like, is that a trick question? Is there power in the name of Al? No? Is there power in the name of Manuel or Marina? I bind you on the spirit of Marina. Is there power in your name? No. You have zero power. But where is the power? Now let me share something with you. Because as I was praying and I was, and I was getting ready for this message, you know, I knew that I was going to get attacked. Of course, it, you know, it always happens. Either it, the attacks either come before I give the word or after I give the word, I get attacked with exactly what I'm going to teach on. Well, last night I got a phone call around 2 something in the morning. I thought it was my alarm. I was mad, too. My, I'm like, oh, my goodness, it's already morning. Then I noticed it was really dark. But I answered the phone, and it's somebody that I love, and they said, please pray for me. The enemy is attacking our home. I can hear hissing. We see figures all over the place, and she's bawling. My daughter's, I'm saying there's power in Jesus. My daughter's laughing at me and saying, there's no power in Jesus. My husband's scared. I'm scared. I don't know what to do. Please pray for me. In fact, can you come over? And I told her, I, there's no power in what I can do if I went to your house. The reason why you're going through what you're going through, she goes, I've been praying this whole time to Jesus, and it's still here. The hissing's still here. The, 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 the enemy's still here. We still see figures, and, we, it, listen, and, and my daughters are acting crazy, and da-da-da-da-da. And, and you know what? I said the reason why is because there's no power in the name of Jesus if you don't know him. Just like there's no power in Joaquin, 
There's no power in Jesus or Jesus if you do not know him. How do we know this? Because there were seven sons of what? Who tried to cast out demons. He says, I cast you out in the name of Jesus, which Paul preaches about. The demon turned around and said, Jesus, I know. Paul, I know. But who are you? The demons jumped on these brothers, ripped them apart, sent them out naked, beaten. And so part of the problem that we have here is that we're trying to, you know, oh, I'm going through something and da-da-da-da, and we're calling on the name of Jesus. But you better know who Jesus is. You can't just know him when it's convenient to you. Hello? Have you ever had a relationship like that? They know you when it's convenient to them? Come on, let's, let's just be real. Have you ever had a relationship, they, they, they're your friends when it's convenient to them? They need a ride. Oh, how you, oh man, let's hook up. I need a ride. Anybody? Hello? Right? Let's hang out. Let's go have lunch. I don't have no money, but you can pay. Anybody? You know anybody like that? Come on, let's just be real. When it's convenient to them, they know you. But I got news for you. Jesus don't play that game. And there's no power in the name of Jesus, which the world preaches about, unless you know the born, the one that caused, died on the cross, rose from the dead, sits at the right hand of the Father. That Jesus. Now, listen to me. Because I know sometimes we feel so distant from God that we're not going to call on the name of Jesus. There is a difference of being distant from God and not knowing him. Jesus loves the backslider. I said Jesus loves the backslider. He, you're not unborn. There's no such thing, you know, I got to get born again. Weren't you born again already? I want to be born again, born again. You can't be reborn. You can't, listen, just like you physically can't enter your mother's womb for this you spiritually can't be reborn, reborn, reborn. You're either born again or you're not. So when people sit there and say, you lost your salvation, you lost your salvation, you never had it in the first place. You can't lose something that was a gift from God. Well, I believe you can lose your salvation. Really? What kind of God is that? But then there's the other part of it. Well, I can do whatever I can. I can't lose my salvation. Well, if you can't lose your salvation and you are saved, you wouldn't be doing what you're doing. You wouldn't be doing that stuff. And I'll never forget this. Worship team, come on up. I'll never forget this. That I had a friends that I used to work with, and they would do a bunch, a bunch of crazy, crazy stuff. I'm talking crazy stuff. And I said, don't you, don't you fear God a little bit? Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm going to church Sunday. That's all I do is go to church, ask for forgiveness, and I'm good for another week. I'm going to church to get refilled, and then I can live like hell the rest of the... Let me tell you something. I'm going to say this loud, and I'm going to say it clear. A man or a woman will be known by their fruits a man or a woman will be known by their fruits god is not mocked whatever a man sows he will reap 
If you sow to the spirit, you will reap everlasting life. If you sow to the flesh, you will reap destruction. We don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities. Put that up. Powers against rulers and darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts and wickedness in heavenly places. Let me tell you something. There's a lot of demons out there. But there are more that are for us than those who are against us. I'll say it again. There's principalities, there's powers, there's mights, there's rulers in heavenly places. But guess what? They are more that are for us than those who are against us. The news, the good news is this. We win. I said the good news is this. We win. We are victorious. I don't care what the score is, and I don't care what the battle looks like, and I don't care how many casualties of war that we lost. I do know something, that my name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Oh, how you've fallen, O Lucifer, because you want to be greater than God. You know more than God. You know, the interesting thing is, sometimes we have that spirit. I know God said this, but that fruit looks pretty good. I know God says if I touch it, I might die, but you know what? I'll ask for forgiveness later. I hear it so many times when people say, I'll just ask God to come into my heart on my deathbed. You should be so blessed to get that day. Because most people who pass don't know when they're going. Why not turn it around now? Why not turn around now? Now, I'm going to tell you next week, we're, we're going to get into a little bit more. We're going to get into who the Antichrist and who the false prophet is and other stuff. And we're also going to get into the equipment that God is going to give us to contend with the wars that we're dealing with. Listen, we're not naked. We have, we have armor. We have a uniform. We have, the, we, have a, we have a good uniform. It's, it's, you can't penetrate this uniform. But it's important that we put every piece on. We're going to talk about that later. We're going to talk about that later. The Bible says this, that a man had a demon cast it out of him. And he went out and started doing the same thing he used to do, and seven other demons jumped on him. And he was worse in the second state than he was in the first state. Why would you gamble? Why would you do this? Why would you touch something that shouldn't be touched? Why would you do something that shouldn't be done? The enemy's trying to rob you from your blessing. He's trying to rob you from your true position. He's jealous of you. He despises you. He hates you. But God loves you. And he sent, he says, you know what? I don't want to leave you orphans. I want to give you my Holy Spirit. I want to give you the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit will never leave you nor forsake you. He will be with you even to the end of the age. And I will be with you even to the end of the age. We don't have to be afraid of what the enemy is going to bring our way. We don't have, because you know what the Bible says? When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Lord will raise a standard against him. a banner like a marching banner over us 
as we march through the world that we live in, through this life that we live in, the earth that we live in, through all the battles that we deal with, there's a banner over us. The banner over me is love. This is the year that we declare the year of love. Love is stronger than hate. Love is greater than the devil. For God is love. And we, we, we learn how to love. Love. Love the unlovable. Love those who despise you. Love your enemies. Pastor, you're asking for a lot. I'm not asking for anything that Jesus didn't ask us to do. But I'm telling you right now, if you learn the true meaning of love, you become untouchable. The enemy wants to bring division. He wants to bring hate. He wants to bring somebody in your life to take you out. Open your eyes and open your ears this morning. And let the Lord show you what he has for you. And with all eyes closed and heads bowed.